Magic Detective, starring the world's greatest magician, Blackstone. He tells you the inside story of the Maharaja's Gold. And right after the story, Blackstone will explain tricks that you yourself can perform. Reveal the guarded secrets of the world's greatest living magician. Now, stand by for Blackstone, the Magic Detective. to Blackstone's Magic Studio. And all the mysterious apparatus that the great magician uses in his show. That basket he must have brought from India. India? Say, tell me about the Maharaja's gold, Blackstone. Even the swamis in India couldn't figure that one out. That sounds exciting. Oh, I'll say it was. You see, we were touring in India. And I was due to make a command performance before the Maharaja of Kalgore. We were coming up to the gates of his palace when... Blackstone, look at that club. What's going on? It looks like, uh, yes, it is. It's a magician. And he's doing his act. Hey, what is this, competition? Let's look into it, Rhoda. Oh, there he is. There's a magician. He's a swami, Rhoda. Not a magician at all. Ooh, I don't like the sound of that flute. It's very scary. It's an old Hindu chant that's supposed to bring wealth. Well, well look at him. He's sprinkling sand on the fire. Now, what on Just earth? Keep watching now, Rhoda. That guy's trying to put the fire out. He's, he's pouring water on it. Mm. Look at all that thing. He's saying something about gold. Hey, look. Look, it's not flipping. Mark, Tony, it is gold. That sand the guy threw in the fire, it's it kind to of gold, but it, it can't be real. It must be real, the way the crowd is standing for it. Oh, those poor Hindus could do with a little gold. Hey, Jackson, what do you make of it? Let's go on into the palace and see what we can find out. Mr. Blackstone? Yes? Uh, my name is Kruger, Secretary of Highness, the Maharaja of Calgary. How do you do? I'm very glad to see you here, Mr. Blackstone. You were supposed to give a performance, but... You're a magician, and I wonder... You want me to find out how the sand is changed to molten gold, is that it? If you could. The Maharaja would be so grateful. I will take you to him. We are very troubled, Mr. Blackstone. Very troubled. The Swami who changes sand into gold shouldn't bother the great Maharaja of Calgore. You do not understand, Mr. Blackstone. It is the custom in Calgore that a Maharaja must compete with the holy men. You mean you have to make gold too? No, no, no. That is not it. The holy man, the Swami of Benares, is giving his wealth to the poor. And not a bad idea. The poor sure looks as if they could use a couple of handouts. Quietly. Because he gives away his wealth... We must do the same. We must duplicate every gift he makes. Yeah, that must cost you a pretty penny. Yes. If the holy man continues to work his miracles, soon there'll be no more gold in the treasury. Well, well then what happens? Aside from your being broke, I mean. Abdication. So I thought if Blackstone, the great magician, could help me by turning sand into gold. Can you? I wish I could. But perhaps I can discover the Swami's secret. By tomorrow, I may have some news for you. Golly, Blackstone, look at those poor Hindus. 
You'd think that with the Maharaja and the Swami of Benares both giving money away like mad that there'd be no poverty at all in Calgore. Rhoda, I got it. Huh? Wait until we see the Swami of Benares do his act. We can see it from this window, can't we? Yes, we can see perfectly. Look, here comes the crowd now. Listen to them, Blackstone. That crowd in the courtyard to watch the Swami of Benares perform another miracle. Oh, well, what's on that cart that those oxen are drawing? Logs, Rhoda, so that the Swami can build his fire. There. He's starting it. And, and has Kruger ready to keep an eye on him? Come on. I think we better go down and watch more closely. An excellent idea, Blackstone. <laughs> Oh, there goes another log on the fire, and can that Swami pitch him? Oh, there goes another. Oh, I guess it's the last. He'll be going into his long spiel. No, Rhoda. He's reaching for another log. That's right. And there's Kruger sticking as close as ever. Yes, he seems to be watching everything. Oh, he's helping the Swami lift the log. See that two of them are taking it toward the fire. Maybe they need some more help. But it's just an ordinary log, and there's two of them handling it already. You mean three, Rhoda. Watch me take a hand. <laughs> I uh, just came along to help, Kruger. Well, let me give you a hand with that log. Uh, look out. Look out. You're dropping the log on the pavement. Right where it's a line. No. Oh, look. All those gold coins rolling out from that broken log. Look out. Don't worry, Rhoda. It's only Kruger. He's got a knife. Watch out, Blackstone. I'll get you for this, Blackstone. I'll let my go, Miss Blackstone. Oh, it's not that, And they're grabbing the coins instead of the gold. Because it's gold money, Rhoda. Money instead of the molten gold that the Swami produces. But where would these gold coins come from? Mm, look at them, Rhoda. Why, they have the Maharaja's head stamped on them. Yes, and they came from his treasury, Rhoda. Kruger must have loaded them in that hollow log last night. Oh, so that's how the Swami worked his miracle. Exactly. And there is another mystery solved by magic. <laughs> The gold melted from the heat of the fire and appeared in the ashes after the log had burned. Yeah, and Kruger was giving the Swami ten times as much gold as they put in the hollow log. The Swami of Benares was making plenty of profit from his fake miracle. But Blackstone, how did you know that the last log was filled with gold? That was easy. You remember the Swami caught the first logs on the fire by himself? Yes. But when he came to the last one, it was so heavy that Kruger had to help him. Of course. A log filled with gold would be more than twice as heavy as an ordinary log. I suspected Kruger because he helped the Swami lift the fake log. Sounds like real Hindu magic, Blackstone. Just like the great Hindu coin trick. Well, what's that one? Oh, a trick they do in India. But you can do it here just as well, if you know how. Well, how? Well, we must have a lot of coins. Pennies, nickels, and oh, any small change. Well, I've got some dimes here. Me? I'm broke. I've just got pennies. <laughs> All right. Now, hold out your hand, Don. I'm going to count these coins into it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You got them? Yes, ten coins and all right here in my own hand. Now hold on to them. Now I'll give Rhoda ten coins, too. Here, Rhoda, you count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Good. Now hold them tight. Now I shall cause one coin to leave your hand done and show up among the coins that Rhoda is holding. I'd like to see you do it. You will. All right, Don. Now you count the coins from ten to one. Okay. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five. Stop. How many more have you still to count? Why, uh, only four. And five and four make how many? 
Only nine. That's what I told you would happen. Give me your coins, Rhoda. Yes. You think you still have just ten coins. All right, now. We'll count them. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. That's here, Rhoda. Take the rest and see how many there are. There's five. I counted to six, and you have five more. That makes eleven, doesn't it? Well, that's right. Now, here are your coins, Rhoda, and yours, Aunt. You got them? Uh-huh. Good. Now I'll send the odd coin back. There. Now count your coins from one to ten, and you'll see that I'm right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Say, how did that happen? How did that odd coin pass back and forth? Well, suppose you two try to figure it out, and then I'll be back in a minute to tell you how it's done. No, Blackstone, how did that odd coin pass back and forth? I talked you right into it, and that's why the trick is so simple. Yes, but how could I have had ten coins and only count nine? Because I started you counting backwards. Give me those coins again, then watch and listen. All right. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five. How many have I counted? Five? No, no, wait. Now, I'm waiting. You are just said five, but you've actually counted out six coins. That's it. Counting backwards was what fooled you, so I stopped with the number five. Now, how many coins do you still have? Four. Right. So when I said five and four make nine, you would ordinarily believe me, wouldn't you? Well, I did believe you. Say, that's clever. But how did you make my ten coins seem to be eleven? Well, give me the ten coins, and I'll show you. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. That's where I stopped with you, Rhoda. On the number six? That's right. But look closely, and you'll see that though I stopped at six, I have only counted off five coins. So that still leaves me five. Right. So I said six and five make eleven, and you believe me. I certainly did. The first time. <laughs> well, that's the way the Hindus do it. They count in Hindustani, but it works in English just as well. I hope you enjoy that trick, ladies and gentlemen. And now, until next time, this is Blackstone saying good magic and goodbye. <laughs> Next time, when the world's greatest magician, Blackstone, tells us the story of The Educated Dummy and explains more tricks that you yourself can perform. Listen in again to Blackstone, the world's greatest living magician. Blackstone.